Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach and author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. All this week, I'm talking to Chef Skyler out of Texas. He is owner of three different food concepts, and we explore his unique vision for the food vending industry. Today, we're talking about working on your business rather than working in your business. Let's backtrack just a second. Let's tell everybody where you're from, what part of the country you're in, and then let's talk about how you decided on what you actually are serving now as a business. So um, so I'm of an uh, you know, Indian original descent, um, you know, and of course, I, I like to say I have my name is Karasov Laureate, so I have actually an Italian last name, mm-hmm. uh, and my grandparents and all were like, you know what, we have Italian descents too, you know, descendancy. And I actually have, you know, been taught by my mom and my grandmas, you know, when I was, so when I first make the cake, you know, people are like, okay, you know, I'm going to teach you some cooking, you know, my grandmas and my mothers. So I actually had almost at one point, 400 plus dishes being offered for about 30 global cuisines, you know, and here I am in Texas. Now, Texas is, you know, we are blessed that it's a melting point. The whole, I like to say, all roads like to go to Texas. We have a lot of people moving from California, New York, East, West, and everything. So there, there's a lot of demand for all sorts of food. So I was actually making almost 400 plus dishes through 30 different global cuisines. You know, I would make a Turkish Mediterranean, Greek Mediterranean, Moroccan Mediterranean. You know, and and the 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 funny thing would be that you know it's you have the chicken and they're grilled, but you 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 swap out the marinade, you swap out the the spices. I actually make my own spices. You know, um, I have I make some of the most authentic Indian foods with my own spices, and so I think that that's that's where I was offering those all those dishes. Uh, now, truth be told, I would not recommend anybody offering so many dishes. That was clearly me being rookie. Like, think about Chipotle or any of these multi-million business, multi-billion businesses. They really don't offer a lot of those. They just offer a, a predefined set of, and that's where it was like my customers were loving it, but I was having problems in scalability. I was having problems in consistency. I was having problems in quality. I was having problems in costs pricing you know now you just realize that i'm offering all these dishes i just quit my full-time job i'm not making enough money and i'm like why am i not doing that and that's where you know i learned a lot of these things hard way i i mean i hardly had any mentor i mean of course now we have the fortunate that i'm now a part of your group i wish i for find found it earlier so that's where i narrowed my dish I, re, I went back to my customers and i said you know what i can't be everything to everybody okay so you tell me which dishes do you like? And these were like about my 40, 50 customers who would buy from me all the time. And so we narrowed it down from 40 to 57. And that's still quite a lot. <laughs> yes, it is. So, and I'm like, okay, so now I actually had pizzas, I had burgers, I had wraps. And one thing that kind of, so from the 57, I still offer maybe 10, 15 now in my meal service. But then one thing which actually came out was the pizzas because everybody loves pizzas. And, you know, I then used my scientific background to really make a really good pizza crust, which had a high digestibility. I had a degree in bioengineering. So I really 
looked into okay this is my oven this is this is how the conduction convection radiation different types of heat at kilojoules per hour with so much of air flowing at cubic feet per minute is going to affect the starch which is you know gelatinized protein which is coagulation and sugar that's going to caramelize and ultimately carbohydrates that are so i've picked you know i put my nerd hat on and and then that's where i created this pizza which everybody loves now i actually i've got two wood fired ovens one made in france one made in uh, italy and so now i offer you know that's how i went from global cuisines 400 dishes to 57 to now almost about 20 which i still have now to my pizzas business and then uh, but during this time you know um, what did happen was that i actually went and i became overweight i was 246 pounds pre-diabetic i had cholesterol triglycerides and man that was a lot uh, and i'm like here in my 30s right i'm like okay so the doctor is like, either we can put you on lifelong stentin, cholesterol drugs, pre-diabetic, or you can change your diet and you can improve yourself. So, and that's really where, again, went back to nutrition science and bioengineering, uh, my background. And I studied a lot of this and health and wellness programs. And I saw that's where I introduced my third concept, which is literally no diet diet approach where we are making, where I'm making some really delicious dishes, but they're also very, very healthy. So fat, so I tested that on myself for six months and I lost 47 pounds. So I went from 247 to 197, you know, so wait a minute, that's 47, 57 pounds. <clears throat> so, um, and I lost 47 in six months. I lost 10, 10 pounds in another six months. So in the one year that I, so that's where I was like, my customers are like, chef, you're losing weight. And everybody knows what type of food I'm making. You know, how are you losing weight? I'm like, well, I'm losing weight because this is what I'm doing. And this is what I'm eating. Well, we would like to eat it too. So for a few months, I put again, a few select customers on those diets and they, also to some extent not a whole lot saw like it's really delicious and we feel full and you know i wouldn't be able to comment on whether they lost or gained the weight because that is again that's just them personal but i can just tell you about me but they were like if this is as healthy as you're saying based on the ingredients and organic and all that how we'll take this <laughs> and so that gave the rise of my third and the latest concept so it's it's really been customer driven part of my own struggles past what my customer has given me feedback what they want their struggles you know I actually had a you know one of the Christmas I actually had a couple of moms who came to me crying because their teenage children had just turned pre-diabetic and that gave me a new reason a new mission a new reason why I want to focus on cooking not just providing delicious food but also you know maybe nutritious because I want it have a positive impact on the people who are eating my food. I like what you said about allowing your guests or your customers to drive what your menu is going to be. I recommend that to so many people. If they will just pay attention and listen to what their guests are telling them, they'll know exactly what to sell. And in some cases actually know what to price it, but you have to listen not only to the comments, but the things that they're not saying. So it's awesome that you paid attention and developed several different lines of food based on that feedback that's so tell me about some of the challenges that you faced uh, both post and pre-pandemic so i think my first challenge which i see a lot of rookie people make 
is that we want to do it all. We think we can cook it all. You know, I just said I had 400 freaking dishes, 30 different cuisines, really. And the problem, and I'll give you a very simple example, right? So we all know chicken tikka masala and paneer tikka masala. That's one of the famous Indian dish that you can, you can eat, right? So I would make, a, let's say, a paneer tikka masala, which obviously I offer. But then my American customers would have somewhat spicy. My Indian customers would like really spicy. I actually have Polish and Eastern European who wouldn't like spicy at all, including I don't even want salt in it because that's their palate. Right. You know, and so here I'm making one dish and I now already have request of three different spices, levels of spices. And these dishes, the one thing is good if you really, and this is, this is what science is, right? If you really want to cook good food, you got to give it time appropriate temperature to cook it thoroughly there are no shortcuts for a decent food you know what i'm saying so if you want to make it more spicy and if you want to just throw in a little bit of more red chili pepper and then serve it immediately it's not the same as cooking with that for a long time first challenge that i had was do it all it's like i want to do it everything you know and that's where my mind kept on boggling you know the second challenge that i so i highly recommend have a subset have your customers decide and you decide what you can cook, what customers are willing to eat, what you cook and what they're willing to pay for. The next challenge is, is really we're in a business. Okay. I mean, I see a lot of people taking their money from their 401ks, their home HELOCs, home equity line of credit. So all power to you, but you're taking a calculated risk when you're quitting your job and you're getting into a business Business by definition means build your brand and build wealth. And you can build wealth if you're going to cut the cost down and you're going to be efficient in your operations. I was not efficient. I was not managing my costing. I was giving freebies to my friends all the time. I was buying stuff at retail prices. I wasn't buying it from the Cisco's or the performance foods or the wholesalers. And I think that that really meant again I had a glorified hobby because I wasn't really bringing a lot of money in despite the hard work that I was doing you know what I'm saying so that's that's the other thing the third important thing that was that despite the fact that I was technical you know I have a deep technical background I was not leveraging technology to make my life easier and I cannot stress this enough you know and I just wanted to, because, you know, when I quit my job and I wanted to do this, the, the egalitarian, the, the ultra, you know, I would say the ideal approach was, you know, I just want to cook and I'm going to have people coming in and eating food from me. Well, wait a minute. It's not that if you can cook, they're going to come, right? It's not like you build it and they will come. Then they are not going to all come. You know, your friends will come, but at some point you're going to have to come out of your comfort zone. And the only thing that people are going to come to you is if they've heard good food or if they've sampled it, if they do not know you. So getting out of the comfort zone for the longest time, I was in my comfort zone. You know what? Hey, I have these hundred families and they're giving me good business and that's it. Well, that's being self-employed, you know, and I like to say, and this is, I like to say, work on the business, not in the business. So for example, if I am a chef, I'm cooking all the time, morning to evening, I'm doing all the dishes and I'm doing everything and I'm selling the food. I am working in the business. And so I become my own single point of failure. I become my own critical path. I become my own. It's not scalable just beyond me. And quite honestly, I'm still at that stage because of pandemic. 
I have not been able to hire enough people. I have built the, I'm still developing the processes. So work on the business, not in, in the business as much as possible. Having said that, you cannot work on the business if you don't know anything, especially if you're not coming from a food background. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about people's expectations when they go to a food truck. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your business, please consider becoming a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. If you like being around like-minded, positive people, join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. we got a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand-new newbies to decades-old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you get started. Again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say about the food truck industry.